Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott, and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Today, Tina and I are talking about light and how you are the light. And we're doing this in, well, because we want to, because, because it's coming up right now, because of the solstice and this on the 21st and this conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter and this new cycle of the age of Aquarius. And we get into that at the end of this conversation. But first, let's talk about light. What are we talking about? Every single one of us is here to own and share our very unique gifts. When we own and share our gifts, we will flow with ease. We will follow the joy. We will lift others up and we will elevate the world. And that is why we're here. Every single one of us is here to change the world. And in knowing and owning and understanding and sharing our gifts and our own unique flow, we come to see that some things aren't for us. And I remember long before I'd ever heard of human design, back when I was a marine biologist, I was working for NOAA in Washington, DC. And I was working in a cubicle. I was working in protected resources, protecting marine mammals and endangered species. And yet I was working in a cubicle and I'm not meant to be in cages. And I remember the moment that I realized, oh, they all like this. Every, all of my coworkers, they loved the day-to-day -day tasks that we were doing. They loved working in a cubicle. They loved wearing fancy foot prisons. When I had that epiphany of, oh, this isn't for me. Mm. And I'm just letting that wave wash over me once again right now. The empowerment of knowing this isn't for me. Other people have other gifts and they are literally made for this. And I'm not, I'm made for other things. And just tonight I had a gathering with some people and you know what? It wasn't for me. And having that clarity that wisdom apparently is the word that wants to come through. Having that wisdom and the, the deep knowing, which I guess is also wisdom, but to be able to say, this isn't for me. Oh my goodness. It feels so good. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing. I don't need to be a certain way for other people. This simply isn't for me. There are plenty of things that are for me. And my job is to follow the light, to go towards the things that are for me, to amplify my light in the things that are for me, to serve other people by amplifying my light in the things that are for me. And now that I know human design, I can see all the things, all the golden nuggets to point to why tonight's event wasn't for me. I see it all so clearly. And this is why I'm so jazzed about human design, of course, because it shows us our light. There are plenty of ways we can dig into our darkness, plenty of ways we can examine our wounds, plenty of ways we can question everything. And human design gives us permission to be who we are. And it reminds us of who we are Human design shows us our light. It reminds us that we are light. So before we get into this episode with Tina, please remember that your energy is sacred. Remember that your body is wisdom. Remember that you are love. Remember that your soul is light. Remember that you are a miracle. I love you. Go forth and be awesome.
So Tina, you said something recently and I don't remember when or what or why or whatever. It doesn't matter. But you said something about if you had known. Oh yeah. When you were going through your biggest awakening, if you had known that it was okay, that it was safe, that it was beneficial to Mm -hmm. look to the light instead of just doing all the digging in the darkness. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, I just want to know more about that Mm. as a light lover. Mm. You are a light lover. All of the things that that means. Mm -hmm. Mm. My heart is just like so activated. Um, So the first thing I want to say to all of the former versions of me that went through all that darkness is that I love you and you're a badass and you just kept going no matter how fucked up and dark and awful it got. Um, And I think that's what built my capacity to be able to hold really immense space for people who are going through similar darkness and not wince not try to fix it. Um, And also this point about the light, I think is one of kind of the trickiest parts about it because it would seem to our conscious selves, like the, using that word in the, in a, the part of me that's talking to you, that knows I'm talking to you, whatever, that it's kind of a duh that we'd want to go towards the light eventually that that when the dark's really painful, we'd want to get to the light. From, from the most expanded parts of us, we know that we're here for the light. And the super tricky thing is the dark gets comfortable. Mm. It becomes its own like cocoon. Is it? So I used to say that people love to snuggle up in their barbed wire blankets. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? The comfort of the dark? Yeah. Uh, and I guess the interesting thing about that is to me, the barbed wire was like around the property. Mm. Like the blanket felt like a blanket. It felt like cozy and plush and soft and comforting and safe. It, it, it wasn't hurting me. It was keeping the outside out. Oh, this is so interesting to me. How explain more the, it wasn't hurting you. Mm. it allowed for the sacred inquiry into every aspect of identified self to be undone and what I've watched from the outside is when people don't have a sacred cocoon when they are needing to look into and resolve their darkness, what you end up seeing is a lot of fighting for limitations, a lot of staying in the suffering and struggle and like vocalizing the the victimized energy and, or it could be on the side of like anger and rage. Um, And The other thing I've seen is when people are trying to go there in a really raw, really heart-centered way, but don't, but again, aren't like sacredly cocooned, then it's so destabilizing for their persona because no matter how expanded we are or how aware we are, whatever words you want to use, the ego, the persona, the personality, whatever you want to call it, is with us for our human experience. It is how we move through the world. And as we are more aligned, then that persona is more being spoken by our soul and our heart and all parts of us, not just our heads or not just our fear or whatever, right? But as that transition process is transpiring and someone's just been opened raw, the being, the, the human doesn't know how to move through the world because the disorientation is so significant. I remember very distinctly, this is before I lived in Chicago, I had an energy healing session 
And I purposely had it scheduled so that by the time I was done with my, it was a remote session, but by the time I was done with my workday, I would have the recording and I was going to drive into the city, go to the lake. It was a time of year where it was kind of cold. Nobody would be out there. And I was going to listen to this recording and just be by the lake. And I did. And this session was a whole, it was in essence, an undoing of all of the toxic masculine that was in my solar plexus. And as I drove back out to the suburbs where I was staying for work, I felt like there was a hole, a huge hole in the middle of my body. It was so destabilizing that I didn't, I literally didn't know how to exist. I didn't know how to move through the world. I could drive the car, but I didn't have any concept of how to be. And I called and I had never done this before. I called my counselor on like a 911 basis. And I called the energy healer who had done work on me because I felt suicidal and not, I want to be clear for anyone listening to this, who knows me and loves me, not hotline suicidal, but not that, not contemplating how I felt like I just simply do not know how to exist. And that equated to feeling like I might not exist. And the amount of terror in that is what compelled me to be like, reach out to some professionals right now, interrupt them, <laughs> allow somebody to, who isn't like a friend who's just going to freak out and institutionalize you, like allow somebody who understands this sacred transformation process that you're undergoing through this awakening to actually support you. And I remember, and luckily I got support. I got Comfort. As soon as, I think it was my counselor who called back first. And as soon as I spoke to her, she was like, Tina, this is totally normal for your ascension. This is exactly what's expected. So yes, this particular incident's a big one, but just like walk yourself up into your hotel room, tuck yourself under the covers, have a good night's sleep. You'll start to feel more normal tomorrow. And I remember going to work the next day and I was working with somebody who I didn't know super well. But he and I connected deeply and like, I just knew that he saw things and knew things that other people didn't. And um, so I remember he and I were behind a closed office door and I said to him, dude, my solar plexus is a big hole. And he says back to me, I know I can see it. Whoa. Yeah. And, and then what happened? Where the conversation? Where does the conversation go from there? Um, it didn't need to go anywhere. And we went to dinner that night because um, we were both traveling from out of town, and we we shared stories about our lives. We knew we knew practically nothing about each other prior to that. And um, I think the point of all of it is just to say that the bravery in the darkness and how we approach the darkness becomes everything. Because for those of us who've chosen, and I don't mean your human self went <laughs> to the DMV <laughs> and chose this kind of ascension. <laughs> I'm going to drive this batshit crazy car around for a while. Um, for those of us who chose this particular type of undoing, um, the, the nature of it, the darkness can become so alluring because what felt safest was me tucked in my covers that night, maybe with my journal or maybe with a meditation. And all those things are great, right? But what becomes then hard is to go back into the light. So when you, when you're talking about the darkness right there is one of the things you're talking about kind of digging and looking for what's wrong and what's wrong and what's missing and mm. what's not good enough and what you're doing. Oh, wrong. Yeah, no. Oh, that's such a good distinction. 
Okay. So I'm going to attempt to differentiate these experiences. I haven't thought about this before though, so I haven't put words to it. Um, digging and trying to figure out what's wrong is such an activity of the mind. And, um, you know, a lot of Western psychology is basically based on it. Well, hey, Kelsey, what'd you major in? I was a psych major. And, our and why aren't you doing it? Because Western medicine, including psychology, taught us to look at what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So this endless inquiry of fixing ourselves is like never going to work. Mm-hmm. And the paradox is then this darkness that I'm talking about on the other side is like the cosmic void. And what it is, is areas where there actually is energy where there shouldn't be. More please. And so you have to go in like this solar plexus situation where I ended up with just a completely empty solar plexus. Now, if I feel into my solar plexus, if I actually, it's interesting because I have inner vision as my digestion type in human design, I actually like see myself from the outside in. Of course you do. And we, we should clarify solar plexus. You're talking about in terms of like solar plexus chakra. Yes. Yeah. Not and the, like, like the anatomical. Yeah. 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 Middle mid belly. Um, so if I look into it now, it looks like the cosmos. There's like this, it's the galaxy, like the Milky way. And like, I don't know, maybe the Northern lights pass through, pass through so sometimes. It's expansive. Oh, completely. And that's what my entire inner body is. But if it's aligned and as it should be. Um, so what, what all these years of energy healing and inquiry and all this kind of investigation and all that was, was continuing to trip up against something, you know, triggers our best friend. The trigger goes, yo, <laughs> fucker pay attention to me i've got a gift for you but it's like it feels like you're walking back to your car at night in a little bit of a sketchy part of town and all of a sudden someone's yelling saying hey lady hey lady (laughs) and the person actually has a gift for you it's your car keys you've dropped them Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you're thinking you're about to get carjacked right so So the darkness that I'm talking about with that is actually like a pure emotional experience in that, um, I mean, now I experience it much more as just sensation, which is beautiful. Um, Then there were more stories and words associated. And so, of course, there became the questions of what's wrong with me. But the more important question is like, what is this calling me to? And sometimes I think it's not surprising we'd have to enter the liminal space. I mean, that's the bravest thing to do overall is be willing to release the thing that isn't true and allow the new thing to emerge. However, um, and again, only making distinctions like this because of their useful ability to communicate as opposed to like realities one way or another. But I love the volcano goddess Pele in Hawaii. And part of what I love about her, I mean, I just feel into her energy and she's so fucking powerful and she's love and she's creation and she's joy and she's play and she's all the things. She's why Hawaii exists. Um, And when the volcano was erupting most recently and I got to watch footage, you literally see simultaneous creation and destruction in the exact same moment, there's not liminal space. I mean, you could you could identify like the time when the lava is still wet, I suppose, as, you know, I mean, you could try to make a distinction, but the point is that like the thing that's, that's rich here is the lava flowing is literally burning fields down as it is creating new land, as it is creating new beaches. There's a whole integrated process transpiring. And that is also what's happening within us. And so some instances ask for there to be liminal space 
And some instances ask for us to understand, or at least it's more helpful to our human psyche to understand where the hell we're going, who we truly are, what we're actually aligned to as we're clearing out the dark. And And I feel like- I just want to quickly explain liminal space, the space in between. Yeah, yeah. Pause. The, The emptiness or the expansiveness. Yeah. Infinite openness to possibilities Mm -hmm. that often feel, I mean, we talk about it and that sounds so lovely, but it often feels terrifying because it's a part of the releasing the aspects of ego that thought it was keeping us safe. And it's something that's a recurring theme, ideally for generators and manifesting generators, but especially for generators the bravery to let go of the not this to make mm-hmm. space for the this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important point because I think that's probably why having the alignment of human design has helped me so much because, and I, I think this is kind of the crux of why we wanted to have this conversation today. So many people stay in the suffering. I mean, that's actually the worst, but I wouldn't call it the darkness. I call it the purgatory. Because when you actually go all the way into the darkness, um, it's so terrifying. You couldn't stay there. Mm. You don't get stuck there. But it sounds like purgatory is actually a choice. Like it's a choice to go into the suffering and to stay there, to move in. Yeah, but it's like we haven't moved in far enough. Mm -hmm. And then there's the light. Yeah. There's That's the light you came for the whole time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, people get really scared off by the light mm-hmm. with labels such as toxic positivity and pop. Oh God, can we not even gross? We just have to say all three of these and spiritual bypassing. And yeah, now, no. now let's talk about how that's not what we're talking no. about. <laughs> It's not light because we're hiding from the dark or running from the dark or the purgatory or any of it. It's because we've completely integrated. Mm-hmm. It's because the light and the dark can exist together. Look at the yin yang symbol. They have to exist together. Mm-hmm. We don't. Okay. So yesterday I was on a walk at one of my favorite places. It's called Inspiration Point. And it's so expansive. The energy is so beautiful. You can see out all the way to the golden gate bridge and it's a fire trail. So it's fairly, and it's a popular place. So most people are doing whatever they're doing there with their mask on. And so I was walking for the most part with my mask on. And then at one point in time, I came around a corner and realized there was nobody in sight for at all. And so I took my mask off and I was like, ah, this air, Do you know how many times I've run or walked at Inspiration Point and never, like, yes, I've appreciated the eucalyptus smell when you go through the grove. Yes, I've appreciated the views. Yes, I've appreciated the lizards rustling in the, in the leaves or, or, you know, the birds in the trees or whatever. Yes, I've, I've, you know, (laughs) but go on. (laughs) But no, I've never been like, oh my God, this air because there was never contrast. There was never anything constricting the air. And perhaps in the past, you or one has even thought of air as nothingness. Mm. And yet maybe air is everything, mm-hmm. everythingness. Mm-hmm. Air is all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I did some homework. Yes. AKA took a couple screenshots of things that popped across the radar this morning. Mm. Um, This is from Lee Harris. The light exists here very strongly. The challenge for you as human beings is to find it, to amplify it, to let it run through your body, regardless of the reactions of others around you and their comfort or discomfort at who you're being in any given moment. Yes. Hold 
And I just said, be brave enough to let go of the not this, to make space for the this and be brave enough to be your light. I like to remind Mm -hmm. people, remember you are light Mm -hmm. and remember your light. Mm -hmm. Take it with you. So you're somebody who came here to be in the light. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't mean that I haven't experienced darkness. Of course. And do you feel like sharing your version of darkness? Oh, my versions of darkness have been um, through the physical body, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the early experiences where I feel like a lot of pieces of my childhood were in the mm-hmm. darkness. A lot of the things that I hear a lot of adults struggling with now, I I now realize, oh, yeah, I did that. I did that when I was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Um but most of mine as an adult have been through my physical body. It's mm-hmm. been through injuries and illness and injuries and illness and more injuries and illness mm-hmm. because my body is my biggest teacher. Mm-hmm. That's what my soul signed up for. Mm-hmm. And early on during one of my stress fractures, I remember coming across something that Danielle Laporte had written and it was something effective. Don't forget to say thank you. Mm. And like, you can't complete, you can't complete the lesson until you say thank you. Mm-hmm. And so I had this uh, tibial stress fracture at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was in this space of immense gratitude. Mm-hmm. I was in pain. I couldn't run. I could hike mm. and I couldn't be at the, the events that I wanted to be at, but I could be with my family mm. and I could be outside in New England in the summer. And, you know, it just, the darkness and the light mm-hmm. coexisted. Mm-hmm. And the more time I opened myself up to the gratitude, the more I was in awe of how big and powerful and wondrous everything was mm-hmm. and how grateful just immensely grateful I was for this experience mm-hmm. of course it was inconvenient but beyond the inconvenience mm-hmm. holy cow thank you mm-hmm. for this you just landed on something that I think is balm for people's hearts and souls b-a-l-m yeah how do you say that word no bomb i just you say bomb i think b-o-m-b like a love bomb that too (laughs) maybe it's a balm of balm yes um this year inconvenient is the word that comes up and that's not to deny you know i have to qualify this every time we talk about how the gifts of 2020 are so abundant. It's not to deny people's real tragedy, trauma, and suffering that have transpired through this and pain. And I am such a fan of Saturn energy. Saturn is the planet that brings transformations in kind of a godfather kind of way. (laughs) And I have strong Saturn placement in my chart. And I... I just know because the glory that's on the other side for me, because of the fact that my journey was a motherfucker, I'm like, go do it. Fuck shit up because we can't stay this way. This is not how we're meant to be. And if it takes everything getting so fucked up, do it. (laughs) I'm like a crazy sports fan rooting it on to just like keep fucking shit up. And it's like, if it hasn't gotten bad enough, then, then like amp it up to the next level. And because here's the thing, if you're listening to this and you're like, Tina, don't, don't, you're wishing this upon us or whatever. No, spirit always gives us the door of the maximum amount of grace and ease while still learning our lesson that we signed up to learn in every given moment. And we, when we become ninjas with this stuff, like you and I are now, we get to play with it every day. I mean, 
there's practically not a day that goes by where the two of us don't connect and work through energies or, or aligning even more to more light of the truth of who we are in our human design charts. Like we're at it all the time. Like there's such a difference between you triathlon training and getting stronger and stronger and stronger and you rehabbing, right? There's like a middle point mm-hmm. and the middle point is if you're lucky enough to be at the middle point, then you get to just go up and train and get stronger and stronger and stronger. And I feel like that's how we're at with our spiritual evolution as well. Whereas when you're coming from behind, when you've been injured or you've been carrying dense energies that aren't who you truly are, or you've been unconscious or whatever, then it's like all this ground to make up to even get to that kind of midpoint where then, and I feel like that's a part of all of this that I was wanting to bring forward as you talked about growing the light. And as, as we had this conversation about, I wonder what it could have looked like if, for example, I knew my human design chart and I knew where I was going and I could start pulling on my actual gifts. Because the thing that is so freaking tricky about our gifts is twofold. One, we don't know that there are gifts because they come easy to us. So we assume they come easy to everybody else. And then we tend to just project frustration or whatever our not self is on anybody else who just doesn't get it. <laughs> and number two, we don't have any language for it. So we don't know we're so great at it, which those two things are completely interrelated. But like that does not make for a very like happy, healthy functioning ego. It makes for like just a whole mess. And so when we know our human design and we start very actively aligning to owning the gifts, having a name for it, having a voice for it, seeing where my gift fits with your gift, that is growing the light. Let's take this to a really obvious example. Imagine you've got a paper cut. It hurts. Your finger hurts. Do you stay in bed all day? Mm. No. Mm-hmm. And yet that's what so many humans are in the habit of doing. Mm-hmm. They find the thing that isn't working mm-hmm. and they focus on that instead of seeing that and the light mm-hmm. and going towards the light, which again, doesn't mean ignoring the darkness. That paper cut's going to hurt. Like don't you're, you're going to opt out of massaging the kale with the lemon juice because that's going to hurt really badly. You are aware of the pain mm-hmm. and you're aware that you have access to the light. Mm-hmm. You're aware that joy is your natural state. Mm-hmm. You're aware that your soul is light. Yeah. That you came here to be light, to spread light, to own your light, mm-hmm. to remember your light. Mm-hmm. Mm. And as you said earlier, yeah, why didn't I pursue psychology directly after college? Because at the time I was taught psychology is telling people what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And that did not interest me at all. Mm-mm. And Western medicine, while very, very helpful, I'm very grateful for it, has a habit of doing the same thing mm-hmm. in all forms telling people what's wrong with them Mm -hmm. instead of telling people what's right, right with them. And there is a, there is that center point Mm -hmm. again, where we, we love it all. Mm -hmm. We see the light, we go towards the light and we bring the darkness with us. Mm -hmm. And I also just remembered, I wanted to back up and thank you for saying that some of us are so far, I forget the words you use, like so far behind, that instead of going forward and getting stronger, we're just trying to get back to that, that set point. And you didn't say we're trying to get back to normal Mm-mm. or trying to get back to where we were before, mm-hmm. because that's not what it's about. Mm-mm. It's not about going back to normal. Like what is normal? It's about just going forward. And I could see if someone's listening to this and they're really in a shithole. Like, so I like to say that consciousness expansion, and when I'm saying that, like, 
I'm not talking about pure consciousness. I'm talking about like the consciousness that runs for any individual human and what we have access to is about the ability to hold increasingly disparate paradox as true. So it's like having this wider and wider and wider set of arms that can just hold it all, right? And so one of the things I've seen, and it feels like a cautionary tale, is the desire, and this is where spiritual bypassing comes in, the desire to so leave this experience, get unembodied, maybe the unembodiment came with something awful like rape, but nevertheless, the being has in, a sense, in essence left the vessel and then the mind starts engaging in consciousness expansion, active consciousness expansion through mind understanding. And if the brain is really smart on this particular vessel, <laughs> I have seen the person become so fragmented that you almost don't know who or what you're going to get when you encounter them because you could have one conversation and they could be in such massive expansion that you're like, whoa, you see all sorts of crazy shit. And then they could be in such significant contraction that you feel like you have a three-year-old in your hands. And the best that I can tell that comes from continuing to push forward, as we were describing, continuing to train in essence, um, when there's some big trauma still looming that hasn't been addressed or resolved. So in your athletic body experience, that would be like, I don't know, you doing some sort of crazy amount of swimming with your upper body and getting so crazy strong and you've still got a stress fracture in your leg and you can't even bear weight on it or something. And it's like, well, do you not want to swim at all? If that's the exercise you can do? No, but there's gotta be a point in time where you're like whole again. Yeah. There's basically what you're describing is ignoring the injury mm -hmm. and doing what I can do. Like, that sounds like, yeah, go towards the light mm -hmm. and do what you got to do to heal. Right. Do the work, nourish your body, do the rehab, do the work. Yeah. And I guess what we're saying. Yeah. And I, and, and part of, I think what we're saying is like, still go to the, the pool and work out your upper body. If you can do that, you could get your cardio. Like it, it's a, it's a break from all the rehabbing <laughs> and go to rehab. Yeah. It's the and, and when we forget one part or the other, when we forget the light and most people don't know how to access the light consciously, there's a lot out there now in the spiritual world about either how to ninja with your mind, you know, as we talk about with coaching or how to fix the stuff, how to heal. Wait, I want to say something about that. Ninjaing with your mind. Yeah. Ninjing with your mind, well, what came up when you said that is the trying to squash your negative thoughts, mm -hmm. trying to squash your inner critic. Mm -hmm. mm, no. Mm -mm. Do the work, transform your thoughts, mm -hmm. transform your inner critic. Mm -hmm. Then I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. It, it's not about ignoring no. the negative or trying to quiet or trying to like push it down. Mm -mm. It doesn't work long-term. It's not sustainable. It's bringing all of our parts back to ourselves. Yeah. And so I want to give a shout out because we've, we've been a little hard on Western psychology. I want to give a shout out to things like EMDR that I personally tried and it, and it freaking worked. And if you don't know what EMDR is, Google it. Um, it's a particular technique that a lot of Western counselors are now trained in that actually rewires the brain because there are very real neurological things going on when people undergo trauma and it is held in your tissues, but it's also held in your brain. And it is a conversation between your body and your brain. And I'll just go this one step further to say, 
through network chiropractic, I've learned that information coming in from the field comes into all parts of our body. Duh, right? <laughs> we have this limitation of thinking it comes in through our five senses. Maybe some of us think we come in through a sixth sense, whatever that might be, but that still has some limitation. No, it's coming in every part of our field. So something might right now be hitting me mid-back. What my mid-back is holding on to then determines what signals get sent up and interpreted by my brain. So it's not just this game of, I see something, I know better than to think that this bad thing is going to happen again, and I can just, you know, keep going. No, 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 no. It's a whole process of learning to integrate our nervous systems and actually understanding these, these vessels that we are driving, because that's, that's another whole huge part of why we came here. And Kelsey, you're like, it's just light years beyond with regard to understanding all things human vessel. <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like because your body is so much your teacher, you understand your nervous system, your cellular function, your tissues, your muscles. I mean, for crying out loud, you're a biologist to start out with. So you've got this amazing scientific understanding and basis for all of it. But then so much of your incoming light, so much of what you release and let go of, so much of your epiphanies and your experience are had when you're moving your body. And so you have attuned your system and consciously spend your energies learning, okay, I'm only going to eat this because this is what's very best for me. And oh, by the way, I need an extra amount of that during this time of my cycle. And this kind of physical activity does this for me. And so I feel like on every level you've explored and examined this thing called our bodies. And I feel like it's something you don't share about a ton because you don't want to posit yourself as an expert or something. That and, because as you said earlier, our gifts are the things that come easy to us and mm -hmm. we, we just think that it's true for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I honestly don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, how about I'll say for you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Feel free because it's it's interesting to me. This is this reminds me of like the times that you've pointed out to me that um, when something comes to me through my gate 43, which is things that are unique perspectives that come to me mm -hmm. easily and obvious, and just that description, like they're easy and obvious for me. So I think, duh. And <laughs> even the one sometimes you're like, not everybody thinks that. Oh, really? <laughs> this is one of those times. Tell me. Educate. Okay. So, oh my God. I feel like this is one of those, let me count the ways situations. Um, I could never possibly do it justice because we get to interact all the time. And um, the way you've influenced my understanding of the body is epic. I mean, it started with the very first coaching conversation that we had around me starting to run again and being scared to run. I had, had been healing a parasite. I had no energy. It was so just frustrating. And, and I missed running so much. And I think the big fear was that if I started to run again, and if for some reason, like the, there was another round of the parasite stuff and I got like laid out again, that I would just be like, so heartbreaking. It was like, so afraid to get back on the horse. It was, it was really I love me and it was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and you just said, and this is still with me every single time I have any sort of a struggle on a run or, or otherwise, every single step you're getting stronger. You like, you took this thing and I remember having the most beautiful like processing conversation with Pete because he was in a similar place with running at the time. And so he and I were running together and we were processing through like, honoring our old running selves and kind of like releasing them. Cause I'm like, I, at one point in time, I was able to do this. And he's like, at one point in time, I was able to do this, you know? And, and there we were feeling like, oh, and now we're so out of shape. And so I think that's one of the trickiest things about the mind is it almost, it, it loves to sell this lie of like, if you can't do something to the degree you were able to do it before, then why do it at all? Because you love it. Yeah, because it's worth it. 
Because you have the gives you gifts. You have this whole rest of this human experience you're gonna live. Are you gonna live without this thing you love so much? No. No. And yes, of course it's a risk. It's always a risk. Every single step in every single direction, every single day is a risk. You know, um, it, it, this whole human experience is about being wicked brave. Mm-hmm. I think it was Georgia O'Keefe. There's some Georgia O'Keefe quote about her being scared every single day of her life. Mm-hmm. Not in a like scared for her life thing, but right. in a holy shit, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that aligning to our light, honoring our light as truth. It, it builds the bravery muscle because it reminds us that we actually have all these things that we chose that are really brilliant about us that are just inherent. They're just gifts. And so much of the collective people connect over complaining, connect over Uh the negativity. And so being brave enough to Mm -hmm. hold your light Mm -hmm. to what people are saying, like, isn't this so horrible? saying, do you see the beauty in this? Do you Mm -hmm. see the rainbow over there? Mm -hmm. Do you you see, or do you smell like the plumeria? Do you, are are you here for the magic? The challenge for you as humans is to find it, the light, to amplify it and to let it run through your body, regardless of the reactions of anyone around you. It's going to scare the hell out of some people, your light. And trigger people. I mean, that's, let's like get down to like, what's really true here is, so I love to use the, so goofy, but the price is right. Mountain climber, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I think there's a like yodel thing that goes with it too. <laughs> I can't believe you just said yodel And I got you to say it oh. too. <laughs> so he had a range. I think it was like a piece of red plastic, see-through plastic that was his range. And so he'd be climbing up the mountain. The item would cost whatever price. And we didn't know what that was. And the person would have to guess. And they would guess by having him stop. And then if the item was in the range of his little red thing, then they would win, right? So the range, that visual of a range is what I'm going for. I believe that in our human vessels, each one of us has a range. And I think what I was talking about earlier, when people kind of like out consciousness themselves and leave their trauma behind, their range becomes like so far apart from each other. They're not actually holding all of it. They're just really chaotic kind of. Um, I think healthy is like, you tend to stay, I think what we would call it is in your own vibration or your own frequency. And so Kelsey, if your vibration, your frequency, because of the light amount of light you bring, because of the amount of work you've done, because of your presence, because of your integration of darkness, all of it, if your range is really high, it's inevitably going to be incompatible with people whose ranges are lower on the density spectrum. And therefore that dissonance is going to trigger them. Period. It can't help it. And so what most people try to do, especially energy sensitive people who might not have this in a way they could speak about it or understand it, but they feel the energy, they feel the dissonance, they know the trigger, they self-blame for it. And especially like generators, for example, will go to people pleasing. I don't know if MGs would go to like stop bouncing from A to B to Z. I don't know. MGs will go to trying to put themselves in essentially a cubicle like oh god in a box yeah 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 because the very existence of mgs triggers other people yeah yeah so i think so much of this is taking that perfect price is right range continuing to upgrade it constantly by loving the parts that are on the bottom end and by stretching up to the parts that are on the high end and then acknowledging that when you're around other people, if they get triggered about the vibration that you're holding and you know you are authentically holding your own vibration, I mean, that's the key. You know you didn't just make a dick comment that was just rude. <laughs> like you are in your own lane, you're in your own vibration. 
then that's when we get to just love ourselves so much, reach out to a friend and say, this sucked. Like, I totally know I triggered fill in the blank and it, it hurts. I don't like triggering people. And to remember what I say is about me, what you hear mm-hmm. is about you mm-hmm. and vice versa. What you say is about you and what I hear is about me. And to mm-hmm. own that and take personal responsibility, mm-hmm. take responsibility for your life, take mm-hmm. responsibility for your vibration, for the mm-hmm. energy you bring mm-hmm. to everything. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing more magical than when we up level and we interconnect with other people who are aligned. And then it's like, it almost like, I love what you just said. And then the next level is like, it almost blows that whole thing out of the water because with human design, we get to, I get to see you from your soul. I get to support you from your soul's design. I get to remind you that you're your best you when you're not trying to figure out something in your head. And so I say, Kelsey, what does your body think? I'm not saying, Kelsey, get out of your head again. Oh, that's so annoying. Get out of your head. I'm saying like, give me your body's wisdom. Like that's part of it too, is knowing how speaking so kindly to ourselves, calling our light forward, that we do that for others too, because we are so in this paradigm of what everything is that's wrong. And also back to that, amplification of light to Mm. be in a place where I'm owning my light and I'm bouncing my light off you and you are amplifying my light and I'm amplifying your light. And together we are just making this massive light and spreading it out to the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the, like, we get to do that. It's fucking incredible. Really? I mean, what the only thing I don't understand is like, what the hell is everybody else doing? (laughs) (laughs) And of course I do because I, you know, it was work to get here, Mm -hmm. but it was W-U-R-K. It was. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Did you have another quote you wanted to share? Another Mm. screenshot? I was actually, yeah, let's see what part of it. Okay. So this is, you're releasing this this week. Yes. Okay. So this week is the winter solstice. This is perfect because I was about to ask you to talk about this. We already did. Um, And along with the winter solstice this year comes Jupiter and Saturn in the sky so close to one another visually from, from our perspective that they look like one star. And in astrological terms, it's believed that this is the ushering in of the age of Aquarius. And as anyone who has heard any Broadway music at all knows, there's a song of the dawning of the age of Aquarius. I mean, this is a thing. Like, when was that from? I don't even know. 60s, 70s? Like, this is a, this is a thing. Um, and it's been a long time anticipated. We... I love the paradox of 2020 was shit and 2021 is going to be amazing because normally I would just scoff at that because it's ridiculous to be like the change of a year is actually like, no, we're dealing with like social justice issues that have been fucked up for the entire history of this country. (laughs) Why would we think December 31 to January 1 is actually going to be, you know, the thing. And also this new energy that's coming in starting with the solstice, like it is actually the new energy being ushered in. As we all know, transformation takes time. So when we start seeing the fruit of all of that, who knows? But in this case, this whole 2020 thing is actually true. <laughs> that we are going to have appreciably different energy, a lot more light. Okay, so here's the one thing before I read this. Here's the other thing I want to say about a lot more light right back to the price is right thing. As soon as more light enters our field, it calls us forward. It doesn't allow the old density to stay. What has to happen? The density has to come up and out. For ease of use, I'm going to give you two choices as it comes up and out. You thank it and let let it go freely. 
like Kelsey would on her bicycle, or you might have some kicks and scream and struggle, in which case I hope you can see that that. In which case, is, get on your bike. <laughs> well, and that for some, like I think for how I am with a defined Ajna, like that process is actually what helps me mine for the, for the gem. Like I, I, if I'm a squirrel with a nut, I'm actually having to crack an outside shell. Yeah. So something like journaling helps you a ton, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and so it's the both. And it's like when the really intense stuff is coming, the full surrender, go out on the, go out on the trail, hike, run, ride your bike, walk, whatever, but full surrender, take this, take this, take this, take this. I don't need to carry it. It's not mine. It's not the truth of who I am. I don't know anything else. Take this. But then we can start actually going in and, and mining it for its gold. Right. So I always like to say, like when people have a really big healing session with me, like, don't be surprised if some crazy shit happens afterwards. I don't want to set that up as a belief that it's going to happen, but if it does just let the door hit its ass on the way out, just know that it's coming up to leave. And that has happened to me in particular, you did a healing that had to do with my heel it hadn't hurt for weeks and all of a sudden out of the blue, it hurt so badly. And I was like, Tina, I think it's just banging pots and pans on its way out. But like, can you just confirm Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. And you did. And it felt like three hours later, it was fine. Mm -hmm. It's such a strange paradox, but it's almost like, it's almost like the universe gives us one last shot. Mm -hmm. You sure you want this to leave? Yeah. It does the same thing. Like, as I stepped into human design, I had all these opportunities to coach swimming out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Are you sure this right. is what you want to do? Yeah. Are you sure you're brave enough to go this human design route? Right. Yes. Right. And, you know, at the time, if it's misinterpreted, if you don't understand that this is just how things work, um, it can be disoriented, right? You're like, I just set this huge intention. And now all of a sudden I'm getting this in response. Like, this is what I'm mirroring back. But when you do know what's going on and you're like, oh, I'm on to you, then later it's such a gift. Like I get to sit here right now and be like, yeah, I got laid off from my corporate job. I had a year long runway to know that was happening. There are so many opportunities I could have gone after in that time. I chose a layoff because a layoff came with a severance whereas just quitting came with two weeks notice. <laughs> like I, ch- I so consciously chose that. Right. And so what I just love about articulating that is then later when I'm in the like, okay, I've doubled down on my spiritual work and I'm, you know, this is what I'm doing now or whatever. And something creeps back in some old fear or something I can be so clear that no, 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 this is the path because it's not like anyone else kicked me off of the other path. I chose this. And I think that's what the universe is actually trying to do for us when they give us that like last turn off. It reminds me of being on a road trip and they're like, last gasoline for 30 miles. Like, do you need it now? Do you want this now? Or do you want to keep going? Totally up to you. Or when you're entering like Montana and it's last gas for 300 miles. (laughs) Good luck. And Tina's messaging Kelsey on the phone being like, I just don't see that spirit is, is going to end me this way. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to spend the rest of my road trip during Corona on the side of the road with no gas. I, I, I have faith, but this is a little scary. And then what happened? Oh, there was gas just in the nick of time. Yeah. Okay. So the solstice update, this is from the power path school of shamanism. This is a very powerful solstice with astrological aspects and other influences that mark it as an important transition and initiation into a new cycle. Wherever you, excuse me, whatever you've been struggling with, whatever is dissolving and changing in your life, this is the time to let the struggle go and turn your focus to what is inspiring and possible for the future. Turn towards the light. Mm-hmm. And I think I've, this is, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think this whole episode was just a really long way of us saying it's time for you to start investing in your human design and we can do soul magic together if there's any remnants to let go of. But now's now's the time to dive into who you truly are 
stop fumbling around in the dark looking for the light switch. Mm-hmm. It's in you. I can show it to you. Yeah. Human design shows it to you. One thing I was going to add is I've heard that Aquarius is an air symbol, right? Mm-hmm. Which doesn't totally make sense to me because Aquarium holds water. I know. I don't understand that either, Not but water. I don't even like Aries is a ram, but it's a fire sign. I'm like, I, I don't that, that I, I don't. I think if we try to apply logic, okay. we're going to just end up. Okay. So logic over. free, logic free. Aquarius is an air sign. And so the, as we go towards the light in this age of Aquarius, we create light mm-hmm. and everything we desire there's just going to be like things pass through air faster than through other substances Mm. so that like our desires are just going to come things -hmm. are going to happen faster Mm -hmm. we're moving into the this new cycle has a new timetable all that is so brilliant um yes 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 but i'll show yes we were in capricorn the 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 key planets involved in this and i'm not an astrology expert by any means, um, we're in the earth side of sign of Capricorn for a long time. It's all about earth, right? Yes. And earth signs are slow to move because the last thing that manifests is our physical reality. Mm-hmm. So to your point with air and Aquarius is like utopian ideal. So this is the time to let that. And I mean, when we talk about the field, when we talk about getting information from the field, it's coming through the air. There's no, like, there's nothing in between. There's nothing that has to happen or it, it just is. So 2020 was the burning it all down, burning down the structure. Mm-hmm. And here we go into the age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So it's not like build isn't even the right word. Mm-mm. Create create but create in this totally different sense of just yeah like this instantaneous let's create the light keep your eye open for magic in the form of things that you didn't even think are possible but are so synergistic that they're a duh Mm. and i'm talking about in everything from education solutions to financial solutions to healthcare solutions. Um, they're going to be so inspiring to us. They're going to bring us chills when we see them because we're going to be like, well, of course, this is the thing that emerged. And of course, this person, this visionary has been working on this for seven years. Of course, we find out that person had an awakening in 2012. Like, of course, of course, of course. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Did you know, Pete just told me today that the person who came up with this idea of the vaccine based on mRNA started that work in 1985, mm-hmm. I think in Hungary, mm-hmm. where the politics were very different at the time. And now mm-hmm. here we are in 2020 mm-hmm. and her work that she's been doing for the last long time mm-hmm. is it's everything. Pele. Pele. I love you. I love you so much. This is so fun. Thank you for making magic with me once again. Always. And for anybody listening, come play in the light. Kelsey and I, God, we know the struggle bus. We were on the freaking struggle bus together last summer. Yeah, but just know the struggle bus is full of bus stops that are like upgraded locations. And if you just all you have to do, you don't have to have any idea how to even get off the bus. All you have to do is pull that little cord says I'm ready. Yeah. All you have to do is make the decision. Mm -hmm. We love you. We love you so much. And so, my friends, remember your light and remember you are light. Now, on to all the things. If you want to book a human design reading with me to help you remember your light, go to kelseyabbott.com slash human design. You can also book 
a partner human design reading there. And if you've already done a reading with me, book a human design play date if you want to learn how to read other people's charts. And then if you want to really truly align to your light, align to your design, let's do some alignment coaching where, you know, you don't have to do this, this whole humaning thing alone. I'll help you through it. And we will do it aligning with your design, aligning with everything your soul already chose for you. You can get all of that at kelseyabbott.com slash human design. If you want to do a soul magic session with Tina and me, if you just want some pure magic, if you're feeling stuck on something, go to kelseyabbott.com slash soul dash magic. And then finally, no, not finally, a couple more things. First of all, if, if things are just really tough right now, I got you covered on that too. Let's transform your inner critic. Check out the inner critic transformation under the courses tab on my website. And also check out Unstuck Yourself. It's a self-paced course to help you unstuck yourself. And finally, if you need a kick in the joy pants, if you need to reactivate your joy, check out Sparking Joy. It's a course that Tina and I created to help you reactivate your joy because joy is our natural state, our natural state for every single one of us. Joy is already bubbling through our bodies at all times. We just may not be aware of it. And that's okay. That's why we made the course to help you remember that joy is you, that all of it is you, and that it's safe to be the joy and share the joy. Because again, remember your light and remember you are light. I love you. Go forth and be awesome.